that was Mayali by Kakadu Collective, featuring Victor Rostron. There's a fabulous glamping resort in the top end of Australia, and this week it opened five new glamping villas, lifting the standard of accommodation at one of Australia's most visited destinations. That's Kakadu National Park. Graham Kemlow spoke this week to Peter Hook, Communications Manager for Kakadu Tourism, about the new development in luxury under canvas beside Yellow Water Billabong. It's an Indigenous-owned tourism destination, famous for its bird life and also for its crocodiles, some of them up to five metres long. Hi, Peter. You sent through a, a release to us this week that Kakadu now has a luxurious eco accommodation option at the Kakadu National Park in an area called, uh, well, it's, the, it's near the Yellow Waters Billabong. It is indeed, and, and in fact, that's what we were calling them, Yellow Water Villas, because Yellow Water Billabong is probably the most uh, popular tourism attraction in Kakadu National Park, because being a waterway, you have not only thousands of crocs and believe me there are crocs in every square square meter of the place but also the most incredible bird life and um, people come to Kakadu for the nature. We did introduce some glamping accommodation about three or four years ago but this these yellow water villas are a new level because even though there are only just five of them there is really demand for people who want an exceptional experience they really do want to have uh, top-level accommodation, and we've seen we've seen the effect of that in places like Uluru, where right. uh, you have sails in the desert, and then you have uh, longitude as well. So there's, it's definitely o- overdue, but I suppose we wanted exceptional accommodation and in a really incredible destination. Hmm, pretty hard to sort of say it's five star, but that's what you're really aiming at, isn't it, uh, with this product? Yeah, look, it's very hard, very hard to sort of define these because they're not like a hotel. And one of the big things that we we had to do when we were building these was to ensure that there was no, literally no tree removed when we built them. They are eco-sensitive and therefore they have to be built accordingly. And uh, we've we've got five of them, but things like, okay, it's got air conditioning, it's it's got a beautiful balcony with... um, it, look, it is. For those of you listeners who haven't been to Kakadu, even though we're going into what's called the sort of uh, uh, winter season, it really is, it, you know, it's still 33 Warm. or 32 degrees uh, during the day. Th- thank heavens it's, it's only about sort of 20, 21 at night. But during the sort of steamier seasons, you know, it's up to, it, it, it's, it's 25, 26 degrees and 90% humidity. Right. So. Well, the humidity is the thing up there in the Territory, but I guess during the day you're going to be out of, of your suite. You're going to be out on some excursion looking at the crocs or whatever, so hopefully you get a bit of a breeze. Yeah, look, aircon, I think it's very important, you know, after you've had a really hard day out in that heat, to be able to have that aircon. Now, for instance, when we opened the, 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 the villas, which, open this week people will sit out on the balcony uh, in the evening because it'll be 24 25 degrees yeah. it'll be perfect but at night to have that air conditioning is really really important we, we actually introduced the air conditioning to the the outback uh, retreat glamping and v- that was very very popular 
But the difference with these villas is that they have private bathrooms, they have things like uh, cooking on the, on the balcony at this beautiful bath, so you right. can go and uh, have bubbles while you watch nature at its absolute fullest. One hopes the crocs don't come up from the nearby billabong, but um, well, I'm sure they Well, I was going to ask about that. Uh, I gather these are up on stilts or on a raised platform of some sort, is that right? They are. They are. In, in fact, Grave, it was quite interesting. When we had a very late wet season this year and the water did really come up too close to where the villas are. And um, because we have so many crocs uh, in Yellow Water Billabong, that was obviously a concern. So uh, it did put back the, um, the, the construction a little while. Right. Um, but the whole point is that we want people to feel as if they're part of nature. So it's su surrounded by beautiful trees. You really get the essence of Kakadu by sitting on the balcony, right. and that's really something. Well, I guess we need, to, so special. Uh, we need to assure our international uh, audience who might who might be interested. This is one of the sort of key uh, visitation sites in Australia. Uh, crocodiles don't climb stairs, do they? They don't. They're like Daleks. Now, for our English listeners, <laughs> you'll know that if you're chased by a Dalek, you just go to a stairwell and they can't get you. Right. Crocs, crocs aren't much good out of water, basically. And look, there's a, a, an incredible fascination, an understandable fascination about crocodiles. You know, and, and look, everybody sees them when they go on a yellow water cruise and, they, and some are getting really big, Graham. I mean, some mm. are getting close to five metres because, wow. you know, they, 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 they were hunting until about the 1970s and so they became very very shy of people now they're not shy they're almost performers mm. and uh, but crocodiles everybody though, loves oh, 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 oh for sure people should not be complacent mm. yeah now Peter being an indigenous owned operation up there if someone wants to come and stay there and, and have a a, a particularly indigenous experience are there guides and people who can Tell them, uh, you know, secret men's business or whatever, the, you know, whatever the uh, local indigenous offering is in a tourism point of view. Yeah. So what sort? Absolutely. And look, I, I, I think that's the most important thing. For instance, we have, uh, we, we have indigenous guides on board our Yellow Water cruises. Uh, Mandy Muir and uh, De Dennis Atkins are absolutely full of knowledge about the local area. But then also there are uh, fantastic indigenous guides to take you to places like uh, Norlangi with the rock art. One thing we just introduced is uh, a, a, a seasonal one thing you have to know is that there are six seasons in Kakadu and not, uh, and not the traditional four. So what we're having is these uh, full moon feasts every month during the, um, during the dry season. And that is put together by one of the most uh, fantastic indigenous bush food experts, a fellow called Ben Tyler. Right. And so he, uh, he puts that all together. And that's what we find that uh, visitors want. They want that experience with indigenous guides. They want that indigenous perspective. And in fact, one of the things that they do for the full moon feast is that they do stargazing from an indigenous aspect, uh, from their viewpoint, completely fascinating. Yeah. So yeah, it, that's, that's the big change, I think, um, Graham, that we are trying to introduce as much indigenous involvement and engagement as possible. Right, sounds fantastic. Now, if people want to come and stay, they would probably be flying into Darwin or somewhere. How do they get to Kakadu? Well, in fact, there, are, there is an airport at Jabiru, which is the sort of main town centre. Mm -hmm. 
So you can go with Kakadu Air both to uh, Jabiru and Kuinda. But look, it's 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 a it's under three hours drive uh, Jabiru from Darwin. Right. Uh, it's a very easy drive, very easy to get around. Uh, there are tours. A lot of you know AAT Kings and a lot of others do tours down there. But I would recommend I would recommend that people hire a car yeah. because you want to be able to go to the water holes like Magook and Motorcar Falls, and you want to be able to go to the rock art sites sort of Beer and Norlangi, and you just you want to take your time. People think that you know oh, okay Kakadu is just three hours from Darwin. I will do it in a day. You cannot do it in a day. I, it, it's something you have to let it sort of, um, you, you need to embrace it. You need to have time to be able to go and um, speak with uh, people doing indigenous art and crafts. Give it time and respect. Okay, I think that's a great uh, suggestion. <laughs> You'd be amazed the number of people feel like you can whip around Australia in an afternoon. <laughs> well, actually, I, I have to tell you, Graham, I have to tell you that I went to Outer Springs one time and, and uh, I thought, oh, you know, Uluru's just down the road. <laughs> yeah. I'll bomb down there for a, four hours later. It, you know, it might look like a half an inch on the map, but by gosh, distances are far. But the great thing about Kakadu and access to Kakadu is that the roads are fantastic. Even during the, the wet season, you can get down there relatively easy. And of course, during the wet season, and I thoroughly recommend people consider it, you have that the, the whole landscape changes. It is incredible. Mm. The waterfalls and everything else like that. So, you know, certainly dry season is, uh, we're just about to go into peak season, but don't just constrain your ideas of visiting Kakadu to that season. Right, fantastic. Now, if people want to uh, get online and check it out, uh, what's the URL, Peter? So it's kakadutourism.com. And uh, you've got everything, you've got the accommodation, you've got the tours, you've got itineraries. I thoroughly recommend people look at that because it gives you an idea of just how much you can do. And, and it, it's really helpful for planning. And then you'll see the, the special events like Taste of Kakadu, which uh, is happening uh, as we speak. And um, then another one which I thoroughly recommend is the, like the first week of October, Kakadu Bird Week. That's uh, one of the great natural spectacles on Earth. Well, sounds fantastic. I, I'd love to come and do that at some stage. It sounds uh, like a really worthwhile proposition. Peter Hook, uh, thank you so much for your time. Indeed. Thanks very much, Graham. Graham Kemlow there speaking with Peter Hook about Yellow Waters Villas. More information? Go to kakadutourism.com This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.